Welcome to Around and Around the OCD Circle. My name is Elizabeth, and I have been living with obsessive compulsive disorder for over 60 years. I am not a therapist or a member of the medical community. I am just an ordinary person like yourself who will be sharing my thoughts and experiences with you with the hope that you will feel less alone. If you don't have OCD, I hope you will learn some information that will help you understand this disorder better. Some of the topics I will be covering may be triggering for you as a listener. If so, I apologize in advance. Since I don't know what your triggers are, please refer to the episode summary in the show notes before listening to each episode. If at any time you feel like hurting yourself or ending your life, please, please call the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 if you are in the United States. It is open 24 hours a day and you will be connected with the nearest crisis center to receive immediate counseling and local mental health referrals. Now, on to today's episode. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me on another episode of my podcast, Around and Around the OCD Circle. My obsessive compulsive disorder manifests itself in three different ways. Number one, intrusive thoughts. Number two, rituals. And the third one I call scenarios. My intrusive thoughts during an OCD spell tell me that if I do or do not do certain things, the object of my obsession will be hurt become sick, or even die because of my actions. The rituals are the tasks that I must do or avoid doing. I've discussed some of them in the previous episodes, so feel free to go back and listen. Now I'm going to explain scenarios to you. It's extremely embarrassing. Basically what it is, is I talk to people who aren't there. The majority of my scenarios take place at night when I'm trying to go to sleep. During my current obsession with this person, for instance, I have three or four scenarios I intentionally think about. The first one. She hears that I've died, calls one of our mutual friends, assumes that I have killed myself because of the obsession. My friend assures her I did not. I think this scenario stems from the fact that she knows I was suicidal over the obsession during the pandemic. Number two. I'm physically attacked while out of town and away from my family. I ask for an acquaintance to come to the hospital to sit on the police interview because I don't want a stranger I've never met to do it. My obsession hears about it. She gets angry because she wasn't called instead. When she comes to visit me in the hospital, I send the acquaintance out into the hall to speak privately with my obsession, and I tell her I cannot feel my legs. She tells me I probably had a spinal, maybe it hasn't worn off yet, and to tell a doctor or nurse. She then asks me why I asked the acquaintance to step outside, and I say, because I trust you. I believe this scenario comes from the fact that I still do trust her in real life, because she has kept my obsession secret. Scenario number three. My obsession comes up to me in a meeting. I haven't seen her in many years. She asks if we can go talk somewhere. We go outside. She asks me if I'm still obsessed with her, and also if I think we can ever be friends again, to which I reply, it's not a good idea. 
I believe this third scenario takes place because I know we can never be friends again. Our friendship was a consequence of this damn disorder, and I don't think it is repairable. Also, she has a very strong, opinionated personality. She never avoids confrontations over her beliefs. And I don't do well with friendships like that. I'm more of a peacemaker. I take things very personally, and I think I would end up walking on eggshells not to anger her. So while I'm laying in bed trying to drift off to sleep after taking a shot of NyQuil or drinking a glass of wine, I pick one scenario and I play it through my head. And If I'm not asleep at the end, I go to the next scenario and so forth. Usually before I finish the third one, I'm asleep, but not always. I have been dealing with these scenarios since grade school. The first one I can ever remember is that I went to my fourth grade teacher's house, I believe, and I told her I was running away and she let me go. I don't think I was feeling very good about myself in fourth grade. Now, scenarios used to really bother me. They make me feel very different. They're very embarrassing, but I don't worry about them much anymore. They're, I think they're my way of coping with the outside world and also with my OCD. They calm me to sleep and they don't affect my life in a negative way. And I have to be thinking of something every waking hour of the day. I don't know if you're like that, but that's me. I cannot simply think of nothing or my intrusive thoughts will creep in. So there are times during the day when I'm alone and everything is too quiet. Like when I'm at my desk, making dinner, doing chores, taking a shower, driving, um, waiting in drive through lines. It's at those times where I pretend that we are in the same room together and she comes over to talk to me. And a simple conversation would be like, Hi, how are you? You look great. So do you. I've missed you. Missed you too. How's the house renovation going? It's going all right. Nothing fancy about it. There's nothing. I don't think there's any like secret meaning to these things. It's just a way of keeping my mind occupied. I'm mentioning scenarios here because I have never heard of anyone who does this. Sometimes I even speak them out loud under my breath so no one will hear them. I literally feel that I'm the only one in the universe who does this. So please leave me a comment on my social media or shoot me an email if you do these as well. It will make me feel less alone. You know, we all cope with this disorder in different ways. And I believe my scenarios are the mentally and physically safest for me. I believe I developed this since I was a young child to cope with everything. To take myself away from worry, stress, pain. It's like going into my own little world. It's a safe space for me. You, my listeners, are the only ones who know about these scenarios other than my therapist. And it feels good to admit, and I feel a burden has been lifted 
off of me just by revealing the secret to you. This is the reason none of my family will ever receive a link to this podcast. It is private between you and me. I have shared a few snippets of my writings with a close friend, but she will never read or hear most of what I publish here. And that keeps me emotionally safe. So please feel free to contact me at around and around the OCD circle at gmail.com. My TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will join me on my next episode. I hope you have a calm and peaceful day.